Audio by Raising Free People Network. So this episode was supposed to be recorded while I was going on my walk. And you were going to get this Jamaican folk music because I was going to sing, Come make we walk and talk. <laughs> From Miss Lou. I don't know if Miss Lou even wrote that song, but it's a Jamaican folk song called This Long Time. This long time, girl, me never see you. Come make we walk and talk. So I was going to be going on this walk and talking to you, but that didn't happen. So if you're on a walk... <laughs> I'm going to actually put the link to that song so that you can sing it along with me because I sang it anyway before I started recording. But you won't get the song. <laughs> but you will get what I came here to talk to you about besides the song, which is really just some mad question asking and some space to think about, feel through, and be with the energy of the holidays and the layers of fucking explanations and mm, triggers and all these potential things that happen when we gather with people we really love and care about, most of them, in our family, <laughs> but who do not share our ideas, our values, and then we're in relationship with them, with our children, in close proximity, because it's the holidays, what we doing, that's what we're talking about. You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. Peace, y'all. Welcome to episode 236 of Fair of the Free Child podcast. So you know the show notes page will be raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 236. And this topic, as I mentioned last week, shout out to Vicki Watson for reminding me about this. I talked about this way back in 2017. I think it was episode 56. Yes, it was in December of 2017. I'm looking right at it. Managing Unschoolers Holiday Anxiety. I recommend that episode. I'm going to put the link to it on the show notes page. So I was talking about Navigating those feelings, right? The being around folks who are not on the same page as you, but unlike the people out there, they've become the people in here because of the holidays in November, the holidays in December. So I wanted to touch on that and invite the conversation. And I hope that the conversation expands beyond this episode, like I hope every time in your community, like talk to other people around you, people where you can touch, people you talk to often so that we can really build the wisdom that we have around these sorts of things, how to manage these things. So as I said, that episode can be useful because I talked about some specific ideas of things we can do. And in this episode, I'm really just inviting more questioning. So I was talking recently with Chris and Marley, my partner Chris, my daughter Marley. The three of us were in the car and I was talking to them about this just saying that I really wanted to open the space, this episode for that, and not from a space of like five tips for whatever the hell, because I don't have any. Sometimes I have specific tips, but this time I ain't got none. And I didn't want to try to front like I did. But what they offered me was really, really, it was an opening. And that's the opening that I'm sharing here. All right. So one of the things that Chris reminded me, because I've seen it happen so many times, in my own life too. He said that when he's in those spaces where people are like, well, oh my God, so you're not pushing college or you let your kid do this. Sometimes it's specifically around education 
or the perception of education. And then other times it's just about, it might be about, for example, the fact that we don't make our kids come down and like do the dance. Hello, little miracle. When somebody comes to visit us, we don't do that. You're our visitor. Our kids don't need to come down and be like fucking genuflecting and they don't even know you. <laughs> now, if you're in the same room as them in the house and they don't speak, then I'm like, what's going on? Like, don't be weird, I guess. I've never really had that happen. But those are the sort of things that people tend to comment on. So it's not just about whether your kid is in school, because right now everybody is in some level of like entanglement with education. So over these past few years, maybe it's less about whether your kid is in school and more about some other element of something you might be doing differently because you are now understanding what it means to raise free people and maybe your practices have really begun to decolonize. And people see that and sometimes they just don't know what to do with it. And sometimes they're going to tell you exactly what they're wondering <laughs> or what they think you should be doing or what they think the potential problem is, right? You know that. You know those deals, unfortunately. So. One of the things that Chris said he does during that time is to invite them back to their own childhood, to bring them back to those missed opportunities that them having a little bit more agency could have gotten them. Like he will just maybe bring up an example from his own life or ask them about something that they maybe loved to do or something that was a problem. But because of how a lot of us were raised, you couldn't even say that shit. You couldn't even bring it up, <laughs> let alone try to do something about it. He will go there to sort of move them over. You know, when your kids were little and you were finding out about like, if a kid has a tantrum, try to distract them by introducing something else instead of like reacting with your own tantrum. That's basically <laughs> the move that he was talking about. And it's really effective. So I do want to bring that one up. And I think I said it in episode 56 as well. But if I did, I'm bringing it up again because it's really effective. So that one was like, yeah, 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 let's bring people back to that. And so it tends to soften people, right, to like go back to their own lack of agency or limited or squished self-expression. Everybody has some version of that. So that one is a really good one. Now, the other one that I'm super excited to share with you because it's actually not a tip or anything like that. It's inquiry. It's mad question asking. Marley was like, Tell them to be, no, she did not say the word. I'm going to use the word, the you word. But before that, what she said was, tell the kids to just keep minding their business. Play your DSMI your business. Minding your business is good for your health. <laughs> and when she said that, I was like, first of all, facts. It is. Minding your business is actually community care, which encompasses healthy self-care, by the way. Feel through that and tell me if you really understand why I would say that community care encompasses self-care. But yeah, so that was basically Marley's perspective. She was like, basically, the you word, the word that I said is like, oh, unbothered. She basically was like, tell that kid to be unbothered. <laughs> so my question, my inquiry around this is, do children get to be unbothered? Do they? When I did my TEDx talk, my, one of my first questions was, maybe it was the very first question, are children trustworthy? Maybe it was our children untrustworthy. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it was. Are they untrustworthy? And I was like, of course they are, right? And then I go on and go on and go on. And then I really unpack that to say, no, they ain't. No, they not. That's us. That's our problem, not theirs. So now I got another question. Do children get to be unbothered? Do they? And if so, 
what does that look like? Right? Is unbothered a skill reserved for grown-ups like trust or respect? Because these are the sort of things, as we begin to decolonize our intergenerational practices, we recognize that a lot of things that we lumped into the adulthood box, like respect and trust, <laughs> are not reserved for adulthood. They are actually skill sets that need to be built at varying levels throughout a human's life. And my questioning now is around unbothered. Is that some shit that only adults get to do? And if not, what might it look like for a child, your child, <laughs> to be unbothered? I'm really wondering about that because I know that in my brain and in my experience, <laughs> oh, I was going to tell y'all a story, but mm -mm, mm -mm, it's too fresh. It's more of a wound. I will say this about the story that I've had an experience of my young child being unbothered by some bullshit that an adult was really trying to bother them with. And my child, they were unbothered and that showed up and the adult did not take kindly to that. And they reacted accordingly. And we had a situation. <laughs> we had a situation. And I think at the time, that child, that one of my daughters was not even three yet. Yeah. So Right away in my mind, when I think about unbothered, I'm like, yo, mm -mm. because if a kid is unbothered, they don't have the skills like they don't know how to gut check somebody. Like if the person tries to come across their shit because they don't like how unbothered they are, I don't want to subject my kid to that. That's where my mind goes right away. And my experience drags me into that space. But if I continue to do my mad question asking, if I move away from it being yes or no, yes, a child gets to be unbothered and no, they don't. If I really open that up and say, okay, what if I looked at unbothered less as like a flippant quick response or whatever kind of response and more so like a skill? Like what if unbothered was a skill set the same way that I look at trust and trust work, trust building as a skill set? I look at observation and witnessing as an unschooler. Those are skill sets. And I'm really thinking, feeling that unbothered is a motherfucking skill. <laughs> and as a skill, it wouldn't look the same as a quick response. It would not necessarily be putting on my headphones or as Marley said, tell them to play their DS and mind their business. Like maybe unbothered as a skill for anyone, adult or child, might not be ignoring the person. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's having a couple of questions right in my pocket to ask somebody right back in that moment. Maybe I want to rock a ritual around it so I sit with time and breath and whatever else I like when I'm really trying to rock a ritual around something. I like candles. I like water. There are some particular things that I like. I like to be close to a window. That's really just my idea of ritualizing something, <laughs> some basic elements and focused attention. So if I wanted to rock ritual around unbothered as a skill set, then I'm thinking about what it might look like. And in my mind's eye, and I'm inviting you to bring that into your mind's eye as well, in my mind's eye, it looks like, 
oh, it's not just ignoring. It's not just shutting somebody down. Maybe it is, as Chris was talking about, that step of redirecting someone, bringing their attention somewhere else, because maybe unbothered as a skill means, oh, it's no bother that you feel like this because I have some things to offer for that. Maybe I got three offerings in my pocket. I got two questions and I got a website (laughs) that I'm going to send you to add so you can ponder without me. Maybe I got a book that I'm like, I'm going to go off and be like, oh yeah, you know, I was reading this book. And when I read this book, it was really talking about human rights and then it brought it to children. And so then my mind started to switch and that sort of thing. Unbothered might be redirecting with resources. Unbothered might also be redirecting with questions, asking them questions, as Chris said. Redirecting might be a moment of vulnerability to say, if they ask you a question about your raising free people practice in any element of it, you might say, and I do this too. You know, I don't know. I don't have it all figured out. You might be right. But, you know, I'm just, I'm working with what I'm experiencing. You know, I'm really just trying to do the best that I can in this moment. That, <laughs> like that can really, really disarm someone because sometimes they expect the pushback. They expect that fight. And so sometimes you can just soften in that moment and so that you are not bothered <laughs> so that they can move on with that thing. Now, None of these tips, I'm not saying that any of these things, I don't even think of them as tips. They're just like mad question asking out loud and what's coming up for me as I'm asking these questions and they're leading me to better questions. And that's all mad question asking is for. So I'm just going, broadening the idea of what would it mean if I felt like children do get to be unbothered and unbothered doesn't mean oh, I'm going to ignore you so that you can get super pissed off because generally that's what adults do if they feel ignored. Anyone gets pissed off if they feel ignored and they don't want to be ignored, not just adults. But I say adults because we can usually do something to a child who is acting unbothered when we expect them to be bothered as fuck, right? So my question to you, my inquiry around this is, do children get to be unbothered? And if we looked at unbothered like a skill set, the same way that some of us look at trust work and respect and de-schooling, we look at these as skills that we're building. What might unbothered look like as a skill set? Do you know now when your kid is unbothered in the ways that we understand unbothered now? And can that be the foundation of a skill set? Like, really? Because I think it's great when a kid knows that, look, this adult, especially when it comes to another adult, this person, what they're asking of me, I don't care nothing about. I think that the way that a child is so, like, real, so honest about whether or not they want to engage some children, not all children, that is a skill that is, like, dragged out of our hands, squeezed out of our mouths by this rush into adulthood, this inappropriate way that we push children to be more in line with whatever we need to be comfortable, to make sure that they are the ones bothered all the time because we're trying to be as unbothered as possible. Like if we moved outside of that mindset and look at unbothered, looked at unbothered as a skill set, let's think about, let's feel through what that might look like. Let's think about, as I was saying, how your kid might already show unbothered and whether we can build on that. If they know that when that uncle keeps talking to them about the fact that they need to be going to college and playing outside all the time because back in their day, such and such, and they'd be like, yeah, unc, mm-hmm. 
And then when that same uncle talks to you, you're like, why do you always, you know, like if you're triggered by a thing that your kid isn't, that's a potential skill. Like you can see their response, their reaction to something, and you can learn from that yourself. You can also help them build on that by saying, yeah, I like that you did that. And here are some of the things that I did, for example, layering the unbothered from just the reaction to turn it into a skill set. So maybe initially that child just says nothing. Okay, uh, mm -hmm, not in their head. Maybe you offer them the information, some of the information that you have about why college isn't necessarily the best route or why it's important to make the decision based on your own interests and not just what somebody else tells you. Play with what your child might actually be ready for. Don't assume that you need to protect them all the time. I think I said this in the last episode as well in 56. They might be not only willing to engage, but it might be safe for them to engage because they might be able to reach that adult differently than you can. I've witnessed that a lot as the girls have gotten older and have been able to articulate certain things that for me would be like really frustrating. I'd be bothered as hell trying to have the conversation with another adult, which for them, they're just like, oh, no, I see your concern. Here's this. Right. So if your kid might be inclined to do that, which you would know if you observed or you can just ask. Sometimes we don't have to know. We could just fucking ask. <laughs> Then you might help them build unbothered in that way. Or you might help yourself build unbothered to say, well, if my kid doesn't seem concerned by this thing, I could take the approach and be like, well, they're a kid. They just don't know. And by the time when they get older, they'll be upset at it, too. We could take that approach or we can take that as education and say, yeah, if they're not frustrated and that's who I'm raising, that's who I'm in this level of relationship with. Can that be enough? Can I call upon the skill of unbothered in this moment by saying, yeah, I understand this person's frustration, but I'm going to offer them either some resources that I have or I'm going to move on to something else in that moment or I'm going to take the typical unbothered approach and just like not address the shit, play my DS mama business. So really what I'm trying to open up is the notion, the idea, the beautiful idea in my mind's eye of whether or not children get to be unbothered, and if they do, what might unbothered look like as a skill set? And really, that's the thing that I want to offer around this time, because so many words and ideas and notions that we live by go unquestioned. And to me, they also go like unskilled. They are things we do right quick, but we don't recognize them as a skill like trust work, like silence and observation. These are big skilled things that we don't look at as skills. And I'm really feeling through whether unbothered could actually be a skill. And if so, how might that look? Yeah, so let me know. Raisingfreepeople.com, leave a voice message, email me she at raisingfreepeople.com. I'm really, really, really curious about which things are top of mind for you in terms of the holidays and dealing with people who don't understand or who don't want to understand why you are doing what you are doing or people that you don't even need them to understand, but you just want to be able to spend some time together without it being so much pressure, so much weight on you or your children. What do you do? What are some of your practices? What are some of the questions that you're asking yourself now? 
And are they leading you to better questions or other things that we might be able to use in this community of people committed to raising free people? All right. So sharing is caring. (laughs) Whatever you come up with, let's talk about it together. All right. You know how to reach me. Thank you for being here as always. And chat to you next week. I am so excited about the series that Aisha and I are bringing to you with Maori Unschoolers that begins next week. Make sure you are following or subscribe to this podcast so that you do not miss it. Peace and love. Chat to you next week. Fair of the Free Child is a weekly published podcast community centering Black people, Native Indigenous people, and people of color in liberatory living and learning practices. Through the portal of unschooling and the self-directed education movement, I, Akila S. Richards, and guests speak to and listen for the liberty of moving from schoolish to self-determined within ourselves, in our homes, and in how we become and raise free people.